going into the match, I was telling people that this would be the most important sporting event I've ever seen live because of all the stakes involved. One man is fighting to become the greatest of all time. One man is fighting to join the pantheon of being able to be considered among the greatest of all time. Hey man, this final did not fail me. It lived up to all the expectations I had and surpassed them. I couldn't believe it. I wish they could keep playing and it didn't have to end the way it did, but it did. And congratulations to Argentina. They've won their third World Cup in their nation's history. After winning on penalties 4-2, after an exciting match that went 120 minutes, 3-3. And man, <laughs> where do I start? Um, I guess uh, the first, you have to start with the, the first goal of the match, a penalty given to Argentina. There was a foul. They said Usman Dembele. Um, I forgot who even he fouled. It was very soft. I didn't think it was a penalty, but it is what it is. Lionel Messi scored the penalty, and he became the first man, I believe, to score in the knockout, quarterfinal, semifinal, and final of the World Cup in this round of 32 format. Jerzinho, 1970, for Brazil, is the only man to score in every match in the World Cup still. So salute to Messi for doing that. And then um, the second goal, Angel Di Maria. Man, what can I say? This is a guy I've always respected his game. He is always showing up in finals from being man of the match in the 2014 Champions League final for uh, Real Madrid to scoring in Copa America to give uh, Argentina the title last year. And then he scored again today. Beautiful run. Nice uh, shot. If you guys don't remember, Di Maria was hurt in the 2014 uh, World Cup final when Argentina lost to Germany. So I'm sure he feels vindicated that, hey, <laughs> I showed up once again in a big moment for my country. And, hey, salute. But, you know, based on the tactics, Didier Deschamps got it wrong. Uh, a lot of the French team was dealing with an illness. Who knows what's going on? Netherlands was also dealing with the illness before they faced Argentina. <laughs> Is someone doping up Argentina's opponents so they can win? I don't know. Are the referees helping them out with these R&B calls so they can win? I don't know, but hey, it is what it is. So Deschamps, he didn't get it right tactically, and you saw that because he subbed off Dembele and Giroud early, but like around the 40th, 41st minute. Um, you could say that prior to the match, media were talking about Deschamps, you know, having the team train in different formations. In hindsight, I thought maybe a back five would be best. Try to have a narrow midfield and attack to try to combat Argentina's dynamic midfield. But instead, seemed like he switched to a 4-4-2 and it worked out. Argentina, I should say, they also made some interesting decisions. Salute to Lionel Scaloni, their manager. He did a good job realizing, hey, Di Maria was hurt. He didn't play the last couple matches, but he's ready. Sit down, Paredes. 
put in Di Maria, and it worked out. They also set up in a 4-4-2, so it went back to the old-school tactics, man. But in the second half, it looked like it was over. France was, they, bro, it took, I think, the 70th minute when uh, Mbappe got his first shot of the match. The first half, France had no shots. That was, I believe, the first time in a World Cup final where uh, one team didn't have a shot at all in the half. So it lets you know how dry their attack was, how good Argentina was at pressing and suppressing their opponent. But in the 80th minute, finally, France gets a penalty. Mbappe steps up. He bags it. (laughs) And then a minute later... Boom, quick counterattack. He plays the ball to Marcus Taram. Marcus Taram flicks it. Mbappe one-times it. 2-2. We have a match. And it gets crazy. At this moment, my mind is all over the place. I'm feeling like, what's going on? (laughs) And um, eventually, and let me double check, we go to extra time. And yes, the 108th minute. Argentina gets a penalty, or no, sorry, in the 108th minute, it looks like it might be offside Lataro Martinez, but they say no, it's a lot of <laughs> hot movement, Messi taps it in, they go up 3-2 in the 108th minute, then in the 118th minute, another penalty, Mbappe steps up, bam, he scores, he becomes the second man to score a hat trick in a World Cup final, the first being Jeff Hurst for England, 1966, and England won that final. This time around, though, not happening. They go to penalties, and it's unfortunate. You can tell that France, now that they subbed off um, Griezmann, Giroud, Rabio, even Tio Hernandez, they don't really have much snipers up there. Uh, Coleman, Kingsley Coleman, he's a big game player. He was one of the guys that showed up in the second half, helped change the game with his appearance, the same as Eduardo uh, Camavinga when he played, uh, replaced Tio Hernandez at left back. But yeah, penalties, nah, France couldn't do it. Mbappe made his penalty, but yeah, it was too late. And man, what can I say? Now, many people believe that. Lionel Messi is the greatest footballer of all time. I don't have a problem with that. He's the greatest footballer I've ever seen and had gotten the chance to see week in, week out throughout the years. He's the best goal scorer I've ever seen. He's the best dribbler I've ever seen and the best playmaker in terms of creating chances and getting assists I've ever seen. And all the stats back it up. So, hey, you got to give him the props. He's won every major tournament won every major award. So, hey, you can give it to him. He's the greatest. For me, I'll still say Pele. I still got my propagandas to protect. Don't worry about it. But I still say Pele is the greatest because he has the most World Cups. He is the reason why the number 10 matters. He, I believe, is still the standard of greatness in the sport because he balled and won multiple trophies in everything he did. Now, hey, Messi... Can he win another World Cup at 39? Maybe. Who knows? If he does that, then I have to give it to him. But until then, hey, I'm still saying Pele. But, hey, Messi, you up there. 
I believe you're among the ones of the ones, okay? Salute to you. And Mbappe, I believe you're up there too. I'm ready to call you top five all time. I don't care. I've seen enough. You've led uh, League On in goal forts times, led um, League On assists once, just became the top scorer at the World Cup, just scored a final, a uh, hat trick in a final. You and Pele are the only teenagers to score in the World Cup final. Hey, man, I don't care. You ball in the Champions League. I've seen you ball everywhere. The only one is uh, last year, Euros. You were sketchy. I, I didn't forget that penalty you missed. But, hey, other than that, you show up, you show out, and this L isn't on your head top. It's on Deschamps. Some of your teammates let you down, but, hey, it is what it is. When Zidane becomes the new French manager, uh, the manager of the France national team, he'll take care of things. But, wow, man, what a great final. You already know Messi, his eighth Ballon d'Or is loading. And he won his second golden ball for best player at the World Cup. Eh, the first one he won 2014. I think Thomas Muller deserved it. 2022, I would give it to Mbappe. But, hey, it is what it is. Like I said, at Messi, you already know he's about to get his eighth Ballon d'Or. I actually think he should have four. 2009, that's clean. That's for you. 2010, I would have given it to Wesley Snyder because he was the main fulcrum of Inter's attack when they won the treble. And then he was the leading scorer of the World Cup, leading Netherlands to the final. They lost to Spain. 2011 and 2012, Messi won it. You got it. 2015, you guys won the trouble. You got it. 2019, I would have given it to Virgil van Dijk because of how he turned around Liverpool and helped them to win the Champions League. And then 2021, I would have given it to Lewandowski because breaking Gerd Muller's record for uh, goals in the Bundesliga season in less games... Hey, I got to give it to that. But, hey, they gave it to Messi for Boston Copa America. I wasn't mad at that either because he balled. So, by the way, uh, France football, you know, before 1995, you had to be a European to win the award. So, during their 60th anniversary of the award in 2016, France football retroactively looked through their history and said, if we weren't biased towards Europeans, who would have won this award? And they said Pele should have seven. <laughs> 1958, 1959, 1960, 1961, 1960, 1961, 1963, 1964, and 1970. So Pele has seven mythical Ballon d'Ors. Messi has seven real ones. So, hey, you see, it's still, it's still a race, but he's about to get number eight. So, hey, congrats to him. Congrats to Argentina. Salute to everybody except Deschamps, man. You tricked this World Cup. Hey, can't believe it. And, and the referees, too. Terrible performance, but, hey, it is what it is. Are they biased towards Messi? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe so. But, hey, it is what it is. Um, This was outstanding. It kind of stinks that we have to go back to club football now. I mean, I don't want to see Arsenal lose. I mean, I, I, I'm, I want AFCON. I want more World Cup, man. <laughs> oh, man. But y'all stay blessed out there. You already know champagne soccer. We're going to be talking about this. It's going to get crazy. 
who knows, I might come back tomorrow after I watch the final again and have more thoughts. But y'all be cool out there. Peace.